0: Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ a Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 42 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we take a pause from our Come Follow Me studies and we have a look at something else that's been studied this week as well as uh, any listener comments that have come in um this week we had a great comment uh, that i wanted to share on the facebook group and i love the fact that actually as well this week uh, is that others from the group shared their thoughts and contributions to that uh, post as well so uh, and it's interesting because they kind of posted it without me having to post like an initial question or thought And that led to more comments on that. So uh, I'm interested to see this week and next week, perhaps, if I just leave the Facebook group for for you guys to share your thoughts on whatever you want to think, if there'll be more interactions there. So um, please do, you know, through this week and next week, share your thoughts and comments on what you've studied. And I'd love to hear uh, your thoughts on that as we move into next week's uh, Come Follow Me study with Abraham. Um, So someone um, shared a comment on the group. Uh, about the raven and the dove Uh, and it's interesting they said an interesting connection i made this week with the raven is noah that noah sent off before the dove and it never came back i've heard a few native alaskan or american origin stories and they all involve a raven bringing life to an earth covered in water or a lot of water the stories have differences with each culture but i thought the similarities were interesting In Alaska, the raven is a protected species because it is held as sacred to many of the native tribes here. Um, And there was some, there was a few people that said, you know, that was very interesting and thank you for sharing. Uh, And another individual shared that uh, it was interesting because in Jewish law, the raven is not considered a good animal. To begin with, it's an unclean animal that cannot be eaten. So to send one out of this journey, if it died, would mean that ravens would cease to exist. Ravens are scavengers, which means that they will eat dead flesh. That raven that didn't return may have selfishly, selfishly decided to feast on a carcass rather than fulfill its mission. Um, in Genesis eight seven, it also says that the raven went forth to and fro, which is similar or reminiscent of Job one seven, where the Lord asked Satan where he Satan where he has been, and he says from going to and fro um, on the earth. Which is interesting, I thought, because and as our as the other contributor thought as well, is that why um, the Raven story may be ignored in in Jewish history, whereas in other um, civilizations it, it isn't. Um, and I think that you know that was a really interesting insight. So thank you for sharing that, uh, and it added to my kind of study uh, that we had last week, in terms of. Um, what we're going to study uh, this week, additionally, um, for this episode, um, my thoughts have returned to the temple. And this is because uh, my wife and I <clears throat> were able to go together uh, to the temple for the first time uh, since the pandemic. I mean, we we both we had been kind of separately when we'd been able to organise, um, you know, transport and things like that, and for the other person to get there on their own. But yesterday was the first time we were able to get there together uh, for a while. And it was, first of all, an incredible experience to be able to do that uh, and to do so much of the work that we've been preparing uh, over the the lockdown period. Um, But also, it was lovely because um, we had the opportunity to go to a baptistry session uh, and there was a member there who was a new member um, of the church and... We had a little you know discussed a little bit about their experience afterwards and it was lovely. They shared about how it felt like just a wall of the spirit just washed over them as they got you know it to the car park. And it reminded me just of how the power of the temple is so prevalent and can be evident in our lives if we make it a central place for us. Pondering on this and reflecting on this experience, of course, led me to think about um, the recent comments of our prophet, President Russell M. Nelson, in the recent General Conference, in his talk titled The Spirit and Your Spiritual Foundation. Um, and then, of course, this led me to think about um, the our will Follow Me study this week, uh, particularly on the Tower of Babel. Um, you know, we, we build these temples and these places of worship for, for God today. Um, but they are different to the Tower of Babel in a number of ways. Um, both, you know, are buildings, if you like. Both are structured and built uh, in relation to um, the divine, whether it is because the, the people of Babel uh, wanted God to come down and live among them, uh, as we discussed, or whether it was because they wanted to overcome or overthrow God. um we we don't know because it was obviously millennia ago. Uh, we have some records, but we can only make some best guesses. However, um, what we do know is that um, the temples that we build are a recognition and a symbol of our dedication to the Lord. Uh, and I think that this is something which um, we are able to reflect in our lives. How do we have the temple as a place of centrality and structure and foundation in, in our home? Do we make it a place where we are aiming to go someday? Um, President Russell Nelson's talk was fantastic. And, and of course, um, it included a video clip where he went into the, the actual foundations of the temple um, itself. He said, The foundation of any building, particularly one as large as this one, must be strong and resilient enough to withstand earthquakes, corrosion, high winds, and the inevitable settling that affects all buildings. The complex task of of strengthening now underway will reinforce this sacred temple with a foundation that can can and will stand the test of time. We are sparing no effort to give this venerable temple, which had become increasingly vulnerable foundation that will withstand the forces of nature into the millennium in like manner it is now that that now time that we each implement extraordinary measures perhaps measures we have never taken before to strengthen our personal spiritual foundations unprecedented times call for unprecedented measures my dear brothers and sisters these are the latter days if you and I are to withstand the forthcoming perils and pressures, it is imperative that we each have a firm spiritual foundation built upon the rock of our Redeemer, Jesus Christ. Close quote. I find it uh, fascinating and interesting that uh, we have here a call by our prophet uh, to be able to consider what our personal um, foundations are. And I think that the fact that we have this opportunity to reflect on this and to have the temple in the forefront of our minds as we do this uh, is important. And, that, and if we do that, then we will have the Saviour, our Redeemer, Jesus Christ, in the forefront of our minds as that centre because the Saviour is our rock. He is the one who makes all the things that we do in the temple possible. He is the one that makes all of the covenants and ordinances that we work um, towards and we keep, uh, work on keeping, um, possible. And as we move into uh, this week's study, and I think this all connects so nicely, Uh, we've talked talking about the structure and the building of the temple and how it's a representation of our spiritual foundation, which is based on Jesus Christ, and he makes these covenants and ordinances possible. As we move into next week's study with Abraham, and we talk about covenants uh, even more so. Um, remember that as we think about our personal covenants we have made with the Saviour. And it is personal. Yes, the, um, the, the wording of the, uh, the ordinances that we receive these covenants through may well be uniform. And in fact, they are uniform and the same. And there's a reason for that. The covenants that we have with the Lord are so personal and they are relational uh, and I cannot wait to talk more about that with you as we move into um, next week's study with Abraham and how these covenants help and support us. I just thought that kind of this talk by President Nelson fit in so well with connecting the two together and the experience that I just had at the temple recently. I just had to share that with you. Please consider your um, relationship with the Savior through your covenants and how are you representing that and showing that through your Worship. And if you cannot get to the temple at this time, um, whether it's through COVID-19 measures or through personal circumstances of your own, what can you do today to show your personal strength and build your spiritual foundations more on the Saviour, helping you point towards worshipping with him? And I mean with him at his house, not just worshipping him. Um, I think that is a a, thing we can all strive to do. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed this study. Please do share your thoughts and your study on this or anything else on the Facebook group. It'd be great to hear your insights into what we've studied. Thank you very much for your time and until we meet again.